Hi everybody, welcome to my channel and welcome to my podcast today. I am super excited because I've got my best friend with me on today's podcast, Kelly Nedelku, who is a career and parent coach. Hi Kelly. Hi, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being it's very formal. Us. It is so formal. It's so unlike us. We'll 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 settle down in a minute. We'll just be we'll normal. Come into this. <laughs> um, before we begin today's podcast, please can you tell everybody a little bit about what you do? Ah, uh, yes, of course. So um, I uh, founded a business called Career and Parenthood, which is all about supporting parents on their journey back to the workplace after um, starting their family. I work with both individuals returning after parental leave and organisations to help them reframe and really think about how they're supporting their working parents in the workplace. Because let's face it, I think we can all agree, it is hard to have a career, be building your career, work and have a family as well. So it's really about what individuals can do to look after themselves and what the organisation can do to help support those individuals in the workplace. Amazing. Thank you. I definitely couldn't have said said it like that. So I'm I'm really pleased that you, <laughs> you introduced yourself there. So on today's podcast, we're just going to have a chat really and talk about some of the struggles that people face when they become parents, want to become parents, and also combine that with work and, and work mm. in different forms. It can be employment, it can be self-employment, um, you know, lots of different things. You and I have both been employed uh, a lot of our yeah. adult life and we've also got our own businesses as well. So kind of coming at it from both angles. What would you say is from what you see, like the biggest struggle that people face when trying to build a career and also wanting to have a family as well? It's a really good question. And I think um, people build families for themselves at different times in their lives based on what feels like the right time for them, if there is ever a right time for them. So I think it's really important for individuals to um, really think about when is the right time for them um, to have a family and what that looks like for them. And that is a personal decision for everybody. And in my opinion, there's never going to be an absolutely right time to start your family. You just kind of have to get in and get involved because you don't know what that is going to look like. But I truly believe that you can have a career, you can continue to build your career, and you can have that family balanced life as well. And for me, we can talk through this in a bit more detail, I'm sure, but it's about really resetting your priorities in that space and understanding what's super important to you and mapping that out so that you have that balance through the week yeah I was just going to say that and you already touched on it but like it is different for everybody you know like what's important to one person might not be important to another and and also like you can kind of reprioritize you can go actually I did really want the career and the kind of you know going out through the ranks and and then all of a sudden actually now I've got this little human and I and I and I've changed my mind and actually yeah. I still want to work, but maybe I don't want to do what I did want to do before. Or maybe I, I want to do more. Maybe now it's changed my outlook. And now so I suppose yeah. like with you working with people, like you're finding out what they want, not yeah. what is assumed. There's so much pressure, I think, that based um, that's put on us from society as well, and society telling us how we have to be. And I'm a huge believer that we have to do what's right for us and what's right for our families. So part of the work that I do is I actually work with women and men 
before um, they go on maternity leave or, or parental leave. And in those sessions, we, we definitely talk about the offboarding from the workplace if they're, if they're employed by an organization and what that looks like, how they set themselves up for success. But we also talk about the mindset whilst they're up as well. And that comes from when I was pregnant, I had there's so much information for me talking to me about the birth and breastfeeding. And both of those things were super important. But for me, I was thinking, well, I'm stepping out of a 20 year career that I spent a lot of time and effort building. What's that transition going to look like for me? Stepping away from at that time, I was working full time in, um, you know, a senior head of HR role and I had my own coaching business as well. How was I going to step away from what I was doing there to stepping into the space of becoming a mom? And what does that look like? And so actually, that's where Career and Parenthood was born about helping people on that transition from almost the very beginning of their journey. Yeah, and it's great that you've done it yourself. You know, like we're always like we message every day and we're always talking about like, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I've got to juggle this. And like, I've got a million things to do today. And today's crazy. Like we're always um, chatting about it. And and that is kind of I think everyone can relate to like, that's what life is. Um when even when you don't have a family you're just trying to trying to get through the day but even more so I think when you've got children and you know you always have that guilt about am I spending enough time with them or am I working mm. too much am I not working enough you know yeah. being with my children enough like it's just a constant battle in your head isn't it to to kind of get over that guilt and I, I know that I still feel it all the time even though I have a lot more time with the kids now than I used to um I still feel like it's not enough you know like it's never enough time so the guilt's really interesting as well so you absolutely right parents feel guilt that they might not be spending enough time with their children or that they're sending their children to childcare. some parents feel guilty because they don't feel guilty about that really interesting concept so yeah. um, individuals that go back to work after their period of parental leave it's very okay that you're happy to drop your child at childcare and focus on your career for a part of the day your, your child will be fine. But for some of those women, women and men, they don't feel guilty about dropping their child because they're going and investing in themselves, investing in their career, investing in their future. And then they end up feeling guilty for not feeling guilty. Yeah. So guilt is, um, is quite a complex kind of spiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I always say to people, we, we spend a lot of time kind of unpacking guilt on what is making the individual feel guilty if that's something that they come to me with. What I find really important to think about is, when and how are you having focused time with your children during the week? And I certainly try and do this. So when is that point where I'm spending, is it half an hour, an hour where I don't have my phone? I'm not checking my emails. I'm not posting on LinkedIn. I am a hundred percent focused on my daughter playing with her, you know, mealtime, whatever that looks like. And actually to have that period of kind of uninterrupted time where you feel like you're really pouring into your child, whether it's 10 minutes a day, whether you can manage a little bit longer, sometimes that can really help with that feeling of guilt because you know that you've really given mm. given that time to them without kind of scrolling on your phone. Yeah, because it's like dedicated time. And I think a shorter period of dedicated time is actually worth more than a longer period where you're not actually 100% focused on them like they pick up on it you know yeah. like my children you know they know if we're like fully present with them or like just yeah. doing whatever they want to do it might be like you know kicking the ball about outside or it might be like they want to play charades and we're like all joining in or we're playing uno at the table but it's like if we're doing it we're just doing that and we're not doing yeah. it whilst going whilst not really listening to what they're saying because I'm checking my phone or yeah. you know 
um that kind of thing so yeah I think you're right I think that having that real dedicated time with them is is so important you know because it goes so fast you know mm. like it literally flies by I can't believe mine are like 10 and 7 it just blows oh, I can't mind. believe yours are 10 and 7 like crazy and 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 even the same with you like with Margot turning one this year and I was like I don't understand how that's possible because you were just pregnant the other day like yeah. I remember you telling me and stuff and yeah it does completely blow my mind um I just apologize to everybody that's watching this podcast by the way about how bright I am it's because there's a window right behind me and it's making me glow like white but I can't move this desk so see everyone... I actually think it looks really great I was trying to make mine lighter because you look so light <laughs> yeah but only just because in contrast I'm like literally glowing um I can't get this to stop sorry guys um I should be used to this by now with the amount of filming I do and the amount of podcasts and stuff I do. But no, I've still got terrible lighting. Luke will be watching it going, what's she doing with her lighting? What is she? <laughs> my my videographer and editor, everybody, will be watching this back, go, like absolutely appalled at my lighting situation. Anyway, with the fact that you do this coaching and, and everything, and, and now that you've been through it yourself, do you find that really helps? Because when I'm coaching accountants and bookkeepers, they're all people that are like in a situation I was in. And I yeah. find that so much easier. And like, I can relate everything they say. I'm like, oh, I can like feel it inside. Like, yeah. I know what you're saying because I, I felt exactly the same way or even sometimes still do. Like, and because they know that I've been there and done it, they trust in what I'm doing rather 100%. than going, oh, I've learned how to coach you. Like I've, I've learned through experience and you have as well, yeah. haven't you, what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So with coaching, you don't necessarily have to have the experience of what you are coaching in with purist coaching. However, it definitely helps if you do have that experience. So I spent um, 20 years in HR and through that period of time, I spent a lot of time supporting women going on maternity leave, returning from maternity leave, and then dad stepping out of the workplace to do the same and then supporting them on that return journey and with their careers as well. And I truly believe Um, given my profession that I was able to lean into that and be empathetic but I never truly understood what that meant you know the tiredness that you can feel when you wake up in the morning when you're when your child or small one has been awake in the night or just you know managing a career and and having a child and and that tiredness so 100% I think it makes a big difference when you've when you've been through that journey yourself and you, you have a lot more empathy you can have a lot more understanding but why I want to make it really clear is if you are a leader or a business owner and you have people working for you and you have not been through that family journey personally yourself yet, that doesn't mean to say that you can't listen to these individuals and really listen. You know, talking about being present with our children, actually, it's super important to be, I believe, present in our businesses or in our working lives as well. And so if you have if you're a leader or if you're a business owner and you have somebody that's had a family starting a family, What's super important is to actually just listen to them and listen to understand. Yeah. Don't listen to respond. And sometimes right. what people need is just somebody to listen to, not the person that's going to solve all of all of our problems necessarily. Um, so it's about it's about actually listening to that person, understanding what they need, understanding how you can support them if you can mm-hmm. support them. And a big piece for me is actually about flexibility. Where and how can you be flexible with your working parents or your parental returners to really help them do their best job in the workplace, but also, you know, support their family and and be who they want to be for their children and their partners as well. Yeah, for sure. And 
you know that I'm a massive advocate for flexible working anyway. I do. And, and absolutely because I'm a parent, that, that does come into it. And I and I always said that I never wanted my staff members to miss like, um, you know, the nativity play or a sports day or anything. I never wanted any of my employees as parents to, to miss those things, which is why I feel so strongly about flexible working. But but also for people that, that don't, Mm-hmm. children maybe you know I've got I've got employees that go traveling you know that's yep. what's important to them and they don't they they have they don't have the family commitments but that's what they want to do and I think I've done other other webinars and podcasts on flexible working so most people know kind of how I feel about it but I think that in itself is such a massive thing like I was employed when I had my first had my children and my company were, were flexible and it really did mean a lot I think that just taking that one worry away is like huge for parents. And I know that I've yeah. got employees now that have said, someone could offer me 10 grand more a year, but tell me to work nine to five and that's it. Like it's not gonna work. He went, you know, I'm not doing it. Like mm-hmm. no way. Because the situation they have now is they can work whenever they want, as long as they get mm-hmm. their work done, which means they choose, yeah, they choose how to prioritize their working day. You know, my staff members do school run every day at three o'clock. Yeah. Like do what you want I don't mind like it's not I don't need you sat at your desk and I think without going on and on and on about flexible working because I could go on about it all day like as I'm a small employer I only have a team of 13 and it's possible it's absolutely doable I understand it's not doable in every industry I absolutely Mm -hmm. know that not every industry can do that but if it is possible you should make it a priority I think as an employer I agree. Um, and as you say, it's not just about um, individuals with families. It could be um, many different reasons. People would want and need flexibility from their employers that would help them to be a lot more engaged and a lot more productive. And at the end of the day, that is what we want is the engagement with individuals, individuals enjoying what they do. And and that then brings productivity for our businesses. And, um, you know, to your point there, I think there are some people that work better if they start a little bit later in the morning and they work a little bit later into the evening or have a break in the day and pick up in the evening so providing that works for your business providing that works for the services or the clients or whoever it is that you have to offer if you can offer that service I truly believe in it because you're going to have a lot more engaged individuals um it was uh this was something we were talking about yesterday actually with one of my clients was not having meetings in the diary at nine o'clock in the morning because for example if you're a working parent by nine o'clock in the morning, you've had to drop your child or your children at whichever childcare or school they go to, try and have some breakfast to set you up for the day. Sometimes trying to get there for a 9 a.m. meeting can be really challenging. Is it going to harm you if you do it at 10 o'clock instead? Or, you know, not having a meeting after 5 p.m. unless it's really necessary, because at that point, you know, you might be you're trying to children or whatever else. So yeah. just really thinking about even just small areas of flexibility. Yeah, that can actually help people that. in that situation. The meeting thing, that's such a good thing, like a little nugget of information, but it's really like powerful. And even today, like we arranged this around like when you were kind of, when you felt okay to do it with Margot. And I think that that's, and that's me and you being friends, just going, let's do this podcast. And, you know, even we fit it around the children. Like I know that mine will be home from school shortly. So like by the time we finish this, I'll be free. I don't book things on a Friday afternoon because I want to be with them. And, you know, it's it, it's so true. Just like don't book meetings first thing if that's not going to suit 
suit someone and, and everybody's different. And I like the flexible working thing because I feel like it's so inclusive. It's actually like, you know, I have, I'm three hours ahead in Dubai. So when I wake up at six, seven and I start working, cause I'll do a little bit. I know that my team are not going to like see any of that until mm. around lunchtime for me for when they start working. But there's some members of my team that like, what is actually like, 7am for them are responding because they've just decided mm. to start work they're up and they want to start work but if yeah. I did if I did have like a nine-to-five policy and they're up and they want to start work but they can't like it just does kind of defeats the object they probably want to finish early so they're like yeah. I'll start early so I can finish early like things like that so yeah I think it's super important any kind of flexibility you can offer and and taking for me it used to be I know the worry I used to feel was like I'd get a call from nursery I'd be at work and mm. they'd be like, oh, you know, James not very well. You need to come and get him or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll be right there. And I'd like put the phone down. And even though I knew it would be fine, it was like having to sort of tell my boss, like, mm. I've got to go. My son's not very well. I'll make the time up tonight. I'll log back in or I'll, I'll, I'll work extra hour tomorrow. Like, and trying to like make that time up. Yeah. And again, that's why I've taken the time element out of my business entirely like yeah. time just doesn't exist for us really apart from the fact that we are open to clients a certain you know working pattern but for the team like I don't want to have this whole if you can't work an hour you need to make the hour back or mm. I don't want to have this situation where you have to tell me that you need to stop working because you need to mm. go and get like just taking that conversation away is like actually you're a grown-up obviously your children come first go and get your child you don't need to tell me that you're going to get them. I don't need you to make the hour back. All I need you to do is manage your own responsibilities in the in the best way you can. And, and that's just, I used to hate having to have that conversation or just even tell my boss, even though it was fine to go. Yeah. So I like having taken that away. I think that, would you agree, like those kind of conversations are just a bit, can be a bit daunting. I do. And I think first of all, I want to say is that you have, it feels like you're creating this really epic culture within your business. And we need more and more leaders and business owners to be helping to create that culture of openness, Mm -hmm. honesty, and trust in their teams. It's so important. If your teams know you trust them, which it sounds like they do, then they're going to feel so much better about the work that they're doing. And I just think everything you're talking about there is about building this really inclusive, open, trusting culture with your team. And that is, it's such a forward, you know, it's amazing forward thinking kind of way of doing things. And I think you're right. So it's, I work with a lot of clients and one of the things we talk about is actually how am I going to have these difficult conversations on my return to work? And we talk a lot about setting yourself up for success from the beginning. And what I want to understand from the individual is What's your absolute North Star? How do you want to work? How do you want that relationship to be with your manager in the first instance? Now, it might be that your business isn't super flexible um, for certain reasons, and you have to work around that a little bit. But mark down for yourself, first of all, what would the absolute ideal look like? And go in and have a really open and honest conversation with your manager. Set expectations in there. So, you know, be honest and say, I'm worried that the nursery will call me and I just want to check in with how you want me to manage that when the nursery called you want me to talk to you or are you happy for me to just go and pick up my child the earlier that you can do that the more trust and transparency there is going to be in that relationship so whether it's starting a new role I always talk about expectation setting or if you are returning from a period of parental leave Mm 
set that up in the first instance and have that open conversation with your employer or your leader so that you guys can work out how you work together. So I, I do. I think it's super important. And it is. And I think you're right. Like so many people put those conversations off because they don't mm. really know how to have them. And it's really like nerve wracking and people don't want to have it. And I think, you know, having someone like you to guide them through that and help support them and give them ideas and suggestions and you know of, of when to approach it how to approach it and get it out of the way you're like their support system in having those difficult conversations I think is so amazing that you're doing that for people like I wish that I'd had somebody that could have helped me when mm-hmm. I was leaving you know I was a director at a firm yeah. I'd my way up I had a great role I, ha- I had a great income and 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 I was like I actually worked a load of my maternity like I didn't really have a maternity leave with my first son because I was so worried about you know stepping away from that and what that would mean for me so I think and there's going to be loads of people feeling like that so I I think that what you're doing is amazing and and for anybody watching if you are planning to to have a family in the process of having a family and you are a pair or or are a recent parent or anything and struggling with the career side of things returning to work going to be going on parental leave then absolutely reach out to Kelly and see if Kelly can help you with that and you know if you're considering getting coaching then definitely speak to Kelly because she is mm-hmm. thank um, you and so with your coaching business then you're you mentioned that you're also working with corporates mm-hmm. um which is really powerful because that's kind of if we can fix the court if we can fix the employers then the employees won't need as much support and guidance so it's almost definitely. like the source of the of the problem and I know yeah. that employers don't ever want it to be a problem they don't do anything intentionally but it's like it's just natural isn't it for there to be issues like this with with people with employers employees that are parents yeah well I think think about how much the workplace has changed in the last few years I remember when I started at work I used to wear a suit to work every day I I mean I don't know how many people still wear suits to work every day I I kind of tend to rock up in my trainers now but yes, I remember this one brown pinstripe suit that I had. I mean, I'm not sure what I was thinking at we that time. We used to meet for lunch, didn't we? I think I wore green shoes with it as well. <laughs> um, but think about how much the world of work has actually changed since that point. And leaders have had to come on that journey. I think individuals want more from leaders. They want more from organisations now. And it's really important that organisations are listening to that and trying to evolve and adapt to make sure that they have the best talent that they can actually have. What is it you're doing for employers? Like, how does that look? I'm an employer. Mm. I want to make sure that I have the best relationship with my employees in terms of their uh, parenting journey and career. Like, what what are you going to do for me and how does that work? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I remember where I was going with my point now is that organisations have changed so much and we want so much more from organisations. And sometimes it is hard to kind of keep up with that and it's about listening but um, the way that I work with organizations first of all we have a look at the policies and processes because that's fundamental infrastructure that you have around what you're doing and so for example yourself you have a policy of work when you need to get your hour you know get your work done within whichever hours work for you so first of all we start by looking at what policies and practice have you got in place at the moment is that really truly inclusive because think families come in all shapes and sizes individuals on their journey to having a family 
there are so many different ways that people can have families now and that's not always a smooth process so let's make sure that your policy and your practice is actually really as inclusive as it can be and we look at all data and insights as well so let's understand what's happening with individuals returning from parental leave for example let's understand what's happening with your working parents how are they actually feeling and then we look at um, making sure that your culture is in the right place. So what are you what are you talking to your employees about? How are your leaders having conversations with those people that are coming back? So it doesn't have to be super expensive things that you're putting in place. It's more about how you are leaning into your culture, supporting your leaders to have conversations with individuals and making it OK for individuals to feel that they can have those conversations as well. And then we look around at all of the support. So. In larger organizations, networks are brilliant. I would say if you're working in a large organization and there's a family network or a parent's network, they are always brilliant to lean into. Thinking about buddying, for example, if you're returning to work and um, having a buddy in the organization, that person that can just help you get back up to speed with things, particularly if you've had a long period of time out of the organization, starting working in can be really nerve wracking. So what are we doing? around shaping some of that I see quite often people who return to the workplace and particularly talking about women that might have taken longer periods of maternity leave because in the UK it's still a fact that more women take maternity leave than share parental leave we're seeing that rising but it's still a very low uptake and so you return to work your laptop might not work your badge might not work because it's expired there isn't necessarily an onboarding or a handover process for you and when you're a parent and you sent your child off to childcare kind of for the first time, that can be nerve wracking. And oh. then you come to the workplace and you just don't feel that support because there's nothing ready and supported for you. And so actually, let's treat returning returners almost like you would a new starter. Ease yeah. them in gently, give them that little bit of time. Do they have to come back into working all the hours every single day? Or can you be flexible for a week or so just so that they can find that balance? Because Returning to work for the first time when you've got a child, it's exhausting. You have to switch your mind back into having work conversations, yeah. negotiation, whatever that might look like for you. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. It's exhausting. It so hard. it's, um, you know, there's lots that organizations can do. And then I support on that journey by helping advise or, um, you know, consulting with them about what they can do. I support a lot in terms of coaching, so parental transition coaching, helping people transition onto parental leave and then return from parental leave. And then a lot of um, individuals at the moment are looking for talks, webinars, support programs that people can lean into, work through, listen. Um, and that's really exciting because that tells me that organisations are wanting to do more for their people. Yeah. I want yeah. to share with you actually something. So I was reading the other day, there's some new research that shows that for a woman who has um, had a baby in terms of birth to baby, their body doesn't go back for up to a year. And, you know, back could be completely different to how it was before they had the child. And for families, in particular women that have, that have had a baby or grown their family, you might not feel like yourself for up to two years. And so through that time, you do potentially do need to step back into the workplace. Mm. And that's why we hear a lot about women not feeling confident on the return to the workplace. Yeah. And so I really, it is my absolute mission to change that and to help more and more women feel confident, step back into your careers, 
you know, really go after what it is that you want, because I believe you truly can do that. Uh, and that's amazing. Like, I, I and I can relate to not feeling herself. Like, I don't even know if I still feel like I felt before I had children. <laughs> I swear I'm like still just totally my mind is always like I don't know if I wasn't like that before I had kids um but yeah I think we go through a lot you know as parents and 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 I can only speak for myself being a woman having having had children and you know you do feel like kind of a bit of a spare part when you go back to work after maternity leave like Mm -hmm. things have changed You, you don't really know certainly in my industry like I go back and I'm like I don't even know how to do it like I don't I don't even know how to do my job like someone might be sat at my desk like you just sort of yeah. walk in and you're like oh god I, I feel like I shouldn't be here and then like you say you're like and I've dropped my child at nursery which felt horrendous and I feel emotional about that so it's, it's a lot to deal with it's a lot to take and I think employers can do more and yeah. are starting to do more which is really positive and really lovely to see that they're you know getting people like you on board to help them introduce better ways of supporting people that mm. want to have families because it it comes in so many different packages you know what people it go does. Through. it's not just a standard kind of thing that that we used to see or think think was the case is it's different for everybody you mm. know and um I have employees that are dads and mums and not yet dads or mums. And, you know, that they, they, they may well be. And I, and I hope that I can be as supportive as possible. And obviously it's harder when you're a smaller empo- employer because you don't have necessarily the resources to, to do everything that you want to do. But as long as you're seen to be supporting them, I think that's the most important thing. Um, There's very little cost in listening to somebody, having an honest conversation with them, and being as flexible as you can yeah there's very little cost in that and I'm pleased that you mentioned the dads it's super important that we don't forget about the dads or the partner in the journey Mm -hmm. um there's a piece of research that shows that as many as one in ten men can actually get postnatal depression and I think that's not talked about enough um and if you're a you're a dad and you're going back to the workplace and your partner might be struggling at home, that's also hard for that person to show up every day, knowing that potentially their partner is struggling at home and they might have only had two weeks off to support their their partner with this brand new baby. And yeah. they might not want to leave their baby every day. No. So I think it's super important that we recognize the dads in this journey as well and how we yeah. can lean in and support the dads and what the dads or the partners yeah. are looking, you know, need from support from us as yeah. well. Yeah, the, the, like I suppose the secondary caregiver, you know, if you're mm-hmm. not main primary care caregiver, then then your role as well as, as that person, and you, you you could be the mom, the dad, whatever, like the partner, like you say, um, but but whatever that looks like, you your feelings are just as valid. Your what you're having to cope with can be really really stressful. So I think mm-hmm. it's easy to overlook that, you know, yeah. again, as an employer, not intentionally, but just think well you know you've had two weeks off so you know it's yeah. just like it's just like annual leave so you're back and that's fine like but yeah. actually, that might not be it's definitely not like annual leave is it no. 100% not like annual leave no I remember our first two weeks I ended up having an emergency cesarean um and I remember our first two weeks we basically lived in the bedroom in the house and it was every morning it was carnage there was nappies everywhere there were like wet wipes everywhere it was just clothes everywhere it was just yeah absolute carnage so definitely not like annual leave I remember Um, Matt went back to work like after I had James and because of his like he's always worked really early 
with with what he did like he was just then never ever there like when I woke up when when the babies woke up at like five or whatever time they woke up at like he was already gone and I I remember Mm. every day thinking like because you don't even know how to have a shower like shower like but I have to I have to get ready or I have to whatever it is or even get ready to go back to work and stuff like and they're crying and there's nobody there there's no one there to make you a get you a glass of water there's no one there to watch them for two seconds while you quickly have a wee like there's there just isn't you know like uh, you know the amount of like you know go to the toilet still holding the baby or or get in the shower with them like right there in the in the shower room with you and they're screaming because you're not holding them and like it was just so stressful and I I I always like look back at that time and think god like that was that was really that was probably the hardest thing I think for me um for the whole time they were growing up like when they still really really needed me yeah. for probably five years it's really hard like not having anyone there's no switching about. off there's no there's just no switching off is there you just no. you know somebody asked me do I feel rested because we've had a weekend away in Devon and I'm just not sure if I'm going to feel rested again in my whole entire life to be honest with you <laughs> what is this resting that people speak yeah. of what is it yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it and, gets easier um, when you get older. It does, I promise. <laughs> and you actually started your business on maternity leave. Hmm. Well, are you happy to share a little bit about that? Teddy was nine months old when I started the business, so I had just gone back and then had him notice in basically straight away. Hmm. So went back to work for like a few weeks, and then I was then I was gone. Um, but I never. And what ever... what motivated you to do that? Well, a few things. I wanted to be around the kids when I wanted to be around them, um, which then didn't really transpire because I ended up working loads more. But it was on my terms, which just felt better. Um, I felt like I could be with them more um, when they needed me. And also I wanted to do things my way. And the practice I was at kind of I was doing my own thing, but kind of under their banner. And I just wanted uh, to break away and kind of do my own thing, which is is what I did but I never thought about the age of the kids I think about it now when I look back and think oh they were really small and like that was really hard and everything but I know at the time I never ever thought this could be really hard with two babies like because mm. I don't think it was necessarily harder because of their age I just don't think it was I think it would have been hard no matter when I did it and mm. when you're a parent you do just get on with it like Matt and I talk all the time about how how hard it must have been for us as a family for like moving house renovating houses starting a business having babies Matt working shifts Matt working nights like me trying to juggle the business and the babies like and and all of that must have been so 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 hard like compared to life now which is just so much easier in comparison but at the time I think you do just you do whatever you've got to do don't you and you just get on with it you know because you started your own business and you've got a baby like you do just get on with it you make it work yeah it's really important for people to make their own decisions about what their parental leave looks like and I think that's truly important for me personally I continue to work a little bit through mine because I'm a coach and I had some clients and actually me having a couple of hours with my clients on my business made me feel a little bit more like myself yeah. But that's a very personal thing. And that's not right for everybody. Some people love to absolutely 100% switch off. And I think it's really important that individuals do what is right for them during their period of parental leave. I was just going to say, even my sister's on, on maternity leave at the moment. And like she she says sometimes about going back to work and, and when and how and kind of asking my opinion and stuff. And it's really difficult because I've said to her, like, I just can't really answer that for you. Like as much as I would love to, I can only tell you what I did 
and kind of how I feel about it now but I can't yeah you know people have financial worries you know like you have to with the best one in the world I'm sure loads of people would go I'd love to not go back to work I'd love to stay off but I can't afford not to so they kind of have to go back to work and that's a very different feeling to have to go back to work you know I I had to go back to work it wasn't an option I couldn't Mm. have stayed off um and so but the choice was taken away from me you know and and that's just a case of gotta get back to work gotta earn some money and and you know when you're in that scenario which a lot of people are um you know sometimes you can be a bit resentful towards work would you say if you kind of have to I think so but I think in those situations you think yes you have to go back to work I have to work um I think I could happily not work actually well maybe not I really enjoy it but you're absolutely right but I think you have to think about what choices do you have in that situation so yes Mm. you have to go back to work um but what choices do you have in that situation and for me some of the key things I talk to my clients about is number one think about what your priorities are priorities change when we have a family and that's absolutely fine but I would always be checking in with um with yourself with your partner if you have a partner around what are your priorities right now and what does that look like and once you've worked out your priorities, both for you as an individual, your family, that might be financial things, um, elements, it might be how um, your career and how you want to manage that. Once you've got those priorities, you need to think next about, right, what boundaries do you want to put in place around that? So if you are going back to work and you want to do the pickup, is there a conversation you can have with your leader that says, look, actually, I really want to pick my child up at this certain time every single day? Yeah. I was at a client's this week, actually, and um, they put a meeting in for five o'clock. And I said, I'm really sorry. I cannot do a meeting at five until six because nursery closes at six o'clock. It takes me at least half an hour to get back. And by the way, every minute after my nursery closes, it's a pound a minute for the first 10 minutes. And then like two pounds or something ridiculous. Yeah, not happening. Unless you want to pay that for nursery fee. <laughs> I can't afford to do that. Yeah. But think first of all around, right, what are your priorities right now? What do they look like for you and your family? set some boundaries around that for yourself for your family to really be protecting you looking after yourself have your dedicated children time be really present and show up for you for your partner for your family whatever is important to you make sure you've got that dedicated time to show up fourthly I would say make sure you've got some time in for yourself as well yes so if it is 10 minutes time to read your book or meditate or go for a walk how can you build just a little bit of time in for yourself every week so you're looking after yourself. As you said, it might be having a shower. I mean, I know now I tend to shower now at the end of the day, every day, unless I have to go to a client site. Um, but what, what does that look like for you? Mm-hmm. And get support wherever you can. And, you know, my family aren't around me here. They're a couple of hours away. But what I have found is some amazing support in people that we've met through children's groups and baby groups for example I found yeah. amazing support in my neighbor just the person that you can text if you're having yeah. a tough day yes that can be there for you and that's what yeah. I mean by support yeah that's such good advice and really good tips for people and I hope that people take away from this like things that they can do and options that they have let's wrap it up then how can people get in touch with you if they are interested in either your one-to-one coaching or your corporate coaching packages Yes, absolutely. And I'm starting a small group coaching, actually, which I'm really excited about because lots of people actually want to network and build relationships with other people and realize that they're not the only one going on this journey. And that's the really important point. You know, however you're feeling right now, somebody might be feeling something else very similar to you. So building that network is really important. I think easiest way, 
find me on LinkedIn. It's Kelly Nedelku. Um, that I know that surname is a long one, so maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll put that in the we'll chat. Put all, we'll put all the details below anyway in the uh, in the details yeah. section on this podcast. So you've got Kelly's contact details and hook up with her on LinkedIn as well. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. We've been talking thank about you. doing this for ages. So I'm so glad that we've finally done it. And um, it's been really interesting and useful. And um, yeah, I'm sure people will find all of your advice really helpful. So thank you. Thank you. I literally, I love it. I could talk to you about this all day long. And all thank you day. for sharing your experiences as well. No worries. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Kelly's contact details are below and I'll see you all next time. Have a great day. Bye.